Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. I think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Happy to be here. Woke up on the right side of the bed. Last week was hard for me. Last week was neb. This week feels like a flow. If you listened to last week's episode, thank you so much. I began it with a disclaimer, which in hindsight, I didn't really need. I was heavily grieving the loss of my mom last week, who I lost two years ago but I'm currently planning a tea party in her honor and while I was recording the episode, RSVPs were coming in and it was too much to handle and it was impacting me, naturally, super naturally. But I had made a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode saying, I'm so sorry, I just, I I feel like I'm gonna be in a bad mood or just in a sad or heavier mood and I totally understand that if you're tuning into a podcast to feel light and bubbly and silly and giggly, this is not what you're gonna get. But it just took five minutes of speaking to get out of my system and process that. And then it was all good. Also, sick for the weekend. And I don't know if you're like this, but my parents were so unsympathetic when I was sick growing up. If I had hurt myself physically, like let's say I rolled my ankle and I wanted to go to the doctor to get it checked out, no. (laughs) The answer was no. If I was sick and wanted to go to school late, the answer was no. Certainly not. When I started feeling sick at school, I did not bother calling my parents. I called my grandfather. I was like, Grandpa, my stomach hurts. Come pick me up. Because I knew if I called my parents, they wouldn't do it. And so I would go behind their back and I would call my grandfather. I remember in second grade, I had a teacher who, we didn't get along. We didn't really get along. And I wanted to skip a lot of her classes. I wasn't in the mood. So I would fake sick and... I'd call my grandpa and I would use whatever excuse. He would come pick me up and then we'd go berry picking or bird calling or hiking. And it was perfect. So, wow. Such fond memories of that. I think I've talked about my grandfather and I before. We were best friends. Best friends. Didn't matter that we were decades apart in age. He and I were cut from the same cloth. I know I have grandpa energy in me because of him. But my parents being very unsympathetic towards sickness when I was a bit sick last weekend, I didn't know how to handle it. I don't know how to parent myself when I'm sick. All I do is yell at myself. All I do is get really upset that I'm sick instead of just allowing myself to rest, to rejuvenate and gain energy back through letting myself recharge. None of that. All I did was punish myself. So now that I'm better, by taking some proper time to actually rest yesterday and finally catch up because it felt like I was playing catch up all last week. I'm feeling a little bit better. I think I sound a bit 
sick mildly, but nothing, nothing that's going to rain on this parade. Also, it's been an incredible week, guys. It was Eras in LA. Oh, and I saw Taylor Swift on Tuesday. Wednesday was her last show. I would have loved to go Wednesday, but I was simply happy to be there. I think that I can properly call myself a Swifty now. If you are a Swifty, maybe you wouldn't consider me a Swifty. If you're not a Swifty, I know most of the words to most of the songs, but I don't know the lore. Funny enough, Taylor Swift actually performed at our county fair way back when, in like 2004, 2005 in Virginia, and then debut came out in 2006. I had won tickets to a Brad Paisley concert, and I went, and she was the opener for the opener. She was the first of three acts. So I saw her perform live, and she was amazing. I remember being with my mom, and we were both very much in awe. And if you've ever seen Taylor perform live, you know how she'll take a break, and we'll give an applause to her, and she just wanders around and looks in awe. I remember my mom so distinctly being like, seeing that young girl just be so in awe of the people around her hearing her sing was so magical. And then I went and attended Fearless at an arena in DC and then Speak Now. And then by 2012, I was in high school. I think I was a sophomore. I was way too cool for Taylor Swift. Would never. You know, I was listening to my pick me music at this point. A lot of Pink Floyd, a lot of... I mean, the music's great, but I was listening to it to impress people. A lot of, like, Biggie Smalls. God, I don't know. Someone needed to punch me in the face at this time. I would have been probably a better person if I listened to Red. But I was tuned out for Red. 1989 came out when I graduated high school. And then Reputation came out, I think, whenever I moved to New York. And I was just out of the culture. I wasn't a part of it anymore at all. So... I really missed Red 1989 and Reputation, and then in 2019, I moved in with one of my best friends, who is a purebred Swifty. Lover came out, and it just was playing nonstop in our apartment, and our apartment was so well lit with so many windows, so when I hear songs from that album, they just feel so sunny and warm because it reminds me of that time. And then in 2020, when Folklore came out, I mean, Folklore hit. That's one of my favorite albums. I love it. And I listened to that on repeat and really, really fell in love with Taylor Swift. Like, Lover got me sort of back into the concept of listening to her. Folklore solidified it. Evermore and then Midnight's. I listened to Midnight's a ton. And then, of course, she came out with her Fearless Taylor's version, Red Taylor's version, and then just announced 1989 Taylor's version. And then did anyone see the TikTok that was like the only thing she has left to claim is her name and her reputation? She does so many things intentionally that it's hard to not think that she's doing everything intentionally. God, she's great. She needs to be studied scientifically. I mean, she is a powerhouse. She is a lyricist. She can really hold space for a crowd. Like she is truly a performer as well as a writer and a singer. I mean... And a creative mastermind. I have not seen her perform since I was in 8th or ninth grade. I have not seen her on a stage since Speak Now. So I went to Eras on Tuesday. She's been doing these stadium tours night after night. And I think she was doing five shows in a row for Los Angeles. And 
When she got on stage, she began with, people keep asking, aren't you tired? Aren't you exhausted? Aren't you and your team just so ready for a break? She said, no, we have been dreaming of this moment for our entire lives. Oh, what a way to start a show because even if she was tired, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know about the fact that she was so well aware that this is what she was born to do. Oh my God, and it's so palpable throughout the entire show. She was born to do this. I can't imagine her doing anything else. Her stamina is incredible. She was in stilettos for at least 60% of the show. Also, I love that she's truly for the girls. I hadn't really taken this into consideration, but when I was getting dressed, I wore a little bit of a speak now dress. I wore, it was, it could have been lavender haze, depending on which way you look at it, but I was paying an homage to the fact that that was the last time I saw her. So I wore this purple dress and then I had purple ribbons in my hair and my friend curled my hair so it looked like a little Barbie ponytail. It was very cute. And I was just dressing for the girls. And I I think there's very few true examples of moments in which 99.9% of the people there are not thinking about men for a second. I've never seen, you know what I mean? Like that is, and the gays are the girls, the girls and the gays. We're dressing for her, we're dressing for us, we're dressing for each other. It is such a unique, safe space that's truly for the girls and the gays. Of course, if you're a straight man, I actually, one of my friend's brothers went, but then he went alone, I think. He went with his roommate and his girlfriend, but I think he sat alone if I'm not mistaken. And that's incredible, honestly, that's dreamy. But I just love the fact that it was such a unique space for such a high volume of people because it's in stadiums. That's where football games are. That's like heavily straight man territory. And to just have us girlies all there was beautiful. I I can't get over her energy, her presence. Because think of when you're telling a story to a group of people, a small group of people, what it takes to hold their attention or what that experience is even like having the attention of four or five people or maybe you're speaking to maybe you're speaking at a meeting in work or speaking to a group of kids or even just telling a story out one night to a group of friends when you're consciously aware of holding people's attention now multiply that group to where it equals 70,000 and that's what she's doing night after night quick tangent I was thinking 70,000 damn two of these is nearly my Instagram followers (laughs) So when we were all clapping, I was like, this is what I picture when y'all see my stories. (laughs) It's hard to comprehend, but that's a whole different conversation within itself. Overall, her talent is indescribable and she needs to be studied. Apparently, she is being studied. Apparently, there's a class on her at NYU. We just have so much that we can learn from this woman. We're all here for one woman. One woman. Stadiums night after night after night sold out for one woman her power how that must feel I can't even begin to comprehend also when she's singing it felt as if I was hearing some of those lyrics for the first time really hearing and understanding them there were several times throughout the experience that I was just getting goosebumps all over my legs she would say a word or hit a note goosebumps (laughs) I just got goosebumps right now she's so powerful so I feel truly honored to have experienced that beyond that what a moment in culture we have someone who 
is as popular as the Beatles, Michael Jackson, I mean truly a living icon, and getting to see a show in which she's performing multiple versions of herself. I mean, this makes a lot of sense. She gave us four albums since 2019, so how else could she have done it? But the fact that it came down to an era's tour is a moment in time. Oof, beautiful. Other things I've been up to for physical activity for the first half of the year, I was really into Pilates. Definitely winter and spring was mega former Pilates. As of late, it's been rock climbing. And then recently, I've added in a weekly run club. I've only gone twice, but I see this becoming a regular moment, at least through summer and fall before daylight savings changes. And it's been really fun run club because it's a club and I'm going with friends and I think I can run a lot farther when in a group and then rock climbing I also go with a friend but it's a different sort of challenge and it continues to be fun every single time so I highly recommend that and then this weekend I did some shroomies thinking I was just gonna microdose I went over to a friend's on Saturday we love to have a little pool day and she had ordered a bunch of mushrooms, so we took some. I, and I even had a conversation with my friend beforehand. I was like, you know what? I have a date tonight. I'm not going to do shrooms. I'm not going to do it. What do I do? I was there for maybe 20 minutes. I was like, all right, I'll just take like one or two gummies. And then I was like, I'll just take three more. Did I take a sixth? Unsure. She had also hired someone to come to her house and perform a sound bath. Let me tell you, I was coming up just as this woman had arrived. So we go up to the roof, and I have a little bit of a difficult time getting situated, finding a comfortable position. I was feeling a bit restless, and the sound bath begins. And we were swimming beforehand, so I had a bathing suit on, and then I didn't want to be lying down in my wet bathing suit. So I took off my bathing suit because... That would be uncomfortable. I didn't want to sit in a wet bathing suit. Just sense, is there an LY version of sensory? Sensorily, is that a word? In terms of sensories, that's an uncomfortable experience for me, like sitting in a wet bathing suit for an extended period of time. So I take off my bathing suit and I just have a pair of pants and a button down and it's really hot outside. So keep all these details in mind. It's hot and I just have a button down on. It's super oversized. I lie down, the sound bath begins, shrooms are certainly shrooming, I'm seeing the colors, I'm having visuals, and it's starting to get really hot, so I want to get more comfortable, and so I slowly, sort of unconsciously, am unbuttoning my shirt, and I get to the point that like I'm full titties out, lying on my back, (laughs) looking up at the sun or with my eyes closed, depending, listening to the sound bath. And I was so comfortable and so in the moment that I wasn't really aware of my surroundings. And there was a certain moment that I looked over and I made eye contact with my friend. She just sees me topless, (laughs) shrooming to this sound bath. And I think I lost it. She lost it. So she started laughing. Then I started laughing. And if something's funny to me, I have a very very difficult time controlling this and you might think the same thing but have you been kicked out of class multiple times throughout your lifetime for this if you have then we're from the same boat but I can remember in every schooling high school middle school and elementary school there was at least 
one or two times that I had to be kicked out of class because I couldn't get it together because I'll just start replaying the moment over and over again. I have laugh attacks and it's hard to control. So I started to have one and I was burying my face in the grass, like trying so hard to cover my sounds and I thought I was going to ruin it for everyone. So I ran out, but it was a beautiful experience up until that. And it was a nice little girl's day. I love the girls. I just have a lot of compassion for them, for myself, in terms of epiphanies or realizations that I had while shrooming. I was just truly overwhelmed with compassion for myself and just that I'm a young girl without a mother raising myself. And of course I get help from my friends, but I am on my own and I'm proud of myself. You know, I'm so young in comparison to how long I could live and I am taking on this journey with grace, I'd like to say. It was a sweet moment. It was it was truly sweet. And I'm so much younger than I think I am. I guess that was one of my biggest realizations. It's a good week. So that's all I have to say for myself. Now let's get into your questions. Some of the topics that I wanted to bring up because I had taken a peek were journaling routine, redefining relationships, whether that's romantic or platonic relationships, my favorite conversation topics, my new hair color, loneliness. So if that's of your interest, stick around. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself a new wellness brand something to hop on and let me tell you about fleur marche they deliver simple quality and affordable wellness solutions founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers hustlers and activists on the front lines of change their mission is to help you feel 100 every single day with fun and easy to understand plant-powered wellness products their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically These ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the Atlexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code LEXI at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-E-U-R-L-
Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as Estro Control and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E at checkout. That's happymammoth, H-A-P-P-Y, M-A-M-M-O-T-H dot com. And use the code Lexi for 15% off today. A couple announcements before we get started. I am doing tattoo designs again. You'll get eight tattoo designs and up to two rounds of revisions. I price it out per letter. How you can book is go to my Instagram. My handle is Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, and title it with Tattoo Design Inquiry. Just say, hi, Lexi, I'm interested in getting the word blank tattooed on my wrist, whatever it is. If you need a reminder, I have a highlight on my Instagram. My handle is Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, and you can get all the information there. Payments, I accept PayPal, Zelle, Venmo. And if you're someone who has had one of my designs tattooed on you, please send me a photo. I'd love to include it in the examples. Second announcement, I'm working on a merch collab. It's about time. We need an updated version of I Like My Mind More Than My Face. I would love a little tea that says I Digress. There are some concepts that need to be printed on little t-shirts or crewnecks or hats or lighters. Imagine a little lighter that says, I digress. So cute. Or a baby tee. So keep your eyes out. Start saving a little money. Come on, Lexi merch, so cute. Last announcement is I have been working on a Lexi's house shop. It's a soft launch right now. I'll, I'll include a link in the show notes so you can check it out. It's only gonna get better, but I did want to reveal it at the moment. My goal with this shop is to find all of my favorite products from smaller brands. Think Amazon storefront, but nicer. So when I mention the water bottle that I'm using, the socks that I love, my shower head, the candle in my room, my bath mat, things that are from smaller, more independent designers, that way you can go on to my site and you can purchase them all at the same time instead of having to remember different brands. So if you want to check that out, I'll have that, as I said, in the show notes. Esperilla Glass asked, how do you handle bad days? You don't handle them by punishing yourself, that is for sure. Anytime I allow myself to do what I need to do, I handle the day with grace. So my advice is to be as graceful and kind and gentle as you can possibly be. If you're having a bad day, slow down a bit. No need to speed up, take some time. I think it's good to have either a mental list or a physical list of very doable things that lift your mood, whether it's calling a certain friend. I mean, for me, putting pen to paper always lifts my mood. Whether it's creating a little outline for a podcast episode, a diary entry, a to-do list, a doodle, it always lifts my spirits. Reading even a short chapter, reading two pages from a book is going to lift my spirits. Iced tea lifts my spirits. I, I'm drinking iced tea right now. Side tangent. If you're not in the mood for coffee, getting a little black iced tea in the morning. If you live in Silver Lake, Cafe Tropical has Earl Grey on tap. It's delicious. Add a little cream. 
that I did almond milk because they didn't have half and half, but it's so good. But that's a little thing that lifts my spirits. Showering, wearing my favorite bra and underwear. Now this is in terms of a slight bad day. When something is tragic, when a day is horrendous, I'm able to laugh at it. I actually think I handle the drama of a horrendous day far better than I do a slightly off day. It's sort of similar to how I much prefer a storm with thunder and lightning and really heavy rain over a cloudy day. I feel more dead during a cloudy day where at least there's energy with the storm. So when I'm having a bad day, if it's from external circumstances, I'm able to handle that. I have a little bit of a harder time when it's more internal. I feel a little off. I don't feel myself. I'm not feeling right. My skin's not looking how I want it to. Something's a little off. My hair feels a little off. My, I just don't feel good in my skin. That's when I have to do these smaller things like talking to a loved one. M-V-N-V-V-R-R asks, what do you like to do when you're high? I haven't been smoking at all lately, but my favorite activity and favorite time to smoke is outside on a sunny day. I much prefer to be high outdoors than indoors, 100%. Manic Pixie Dream wants to know my favorite small trend at the moment. I love that everyone's wearing headbands right now. I think that's cute. Amelia or Emily asks, what do you think about Taylor Swift lyrics being studied at Belgian universities? I think they should be. Also, someone had John, my my patron saint Swifty. I believe Taylor said this. John is just the one that told me, which John spent the week with me. He visited from New York and stayed with me this week. And it's so fun having one of your best friends just be near you. I've been very lucky. I've had a lot of my inner circle that doesn't live in my city come out and visit this summer. That's lifted my spirits in ways that I can't even comprehend. But he had told me that Taylor said that all of her songs and the lyrics can be divided into songs written in glitter gel pens, fountain pens, or quills. And you can totally hear the difference. Like thinking of Better Than Revenge, absolutely a glitter gel pen song. The teen girl anger, come on. Then we were saying mirrorball, fountain pen. Willow? Quill, obviously. 100% her lyrics can be studied. Her Easter eggs can be studied. Her her Olympic level endurance could be studied. There's so much we can learn from her. Nina wants to know, how do you actually plan to get the friendship further than the group chat? All right. It can be hard to rally a group of friends to spend their money to do something big, especially when it's a purchase of a lot of money all at once. People can have a little bit of fear around that. To get it out of the group chat and into fruition, you need to find the people within that group chat that are most likely to make moves. Then pick one of them. Whoever's absolutely likely to be able to plan it with you. I think if you really want it to happen, be a leader. Who doesn't want to be a leader? Step up to the challenge, rise to the occasion, and find where you're going to go and text one of those friends separately a link saying, hey, I found this all-inclusive resort. It would be 600 a person for a week. Are you down? If they seem kind of gung-ho, text a third person separately. Say, John and I, 
found this all-inclusive. It'd be 600 a person. We're down. Would you be down? There's a lot of planting seeds. It might be a slower process. It'll get easier. Also, it gets easier as you get... Well, it depends. I feel like there's a peak. It gets easier as you get to your later 20s. This was much harder in the early, in my early 20s. I remember for my birthday, for instance, I just booked the Airbnb and was like, y'all, come. These are the dates I have it. And sometimes it has to be like that. I remember when my girlfriends from back home and I all went to Mexico. It did take quite a long time. And ultimately it happened because two of the girls found a place, started sending links, and picked dates. Someone just needs to pick the dates. Then you can text it in the group chat and you can say, Tyra, Emily, Drew, John, Claudia, and I are all going to this all-inclusive. We found a place that's open August 24th to September 1st. It's going to be 600 a person. These are the flights that we're thinking about taking. We'd love to have you if you're down. For some people, it's spending a large amount of money at once. But for other people, they're just too lazy to put in the work. It's not a question of money. They just don't want to have to think. They just want to know, what's the flight I need to buy? How much money do I need to send? Done. And I can be like that sometimes where I'm like, searching and scouring for a rental car. But if someone's like, hey, I got a rental car. Can you just Venmo me 50 bucks? Easy. Sky Dizzle wants my Barbie movie review. I went in with little to no expectations. I also had it backwards in my head. I thought this was an R-rated movie when they were making it. I thought it was a parody on Barbie and it was going to be a dark comedy. And then I found out it wasn't that. It's a solid PG-13 movie. I think Ryan Gosling nailed it. He did such a fabulous job playing a himbo. I teared up at one point. If you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, so skip ahead 30 seconds. I teared up when Barbie is in the real world looking around at people at the park and seeing the imperfect beauty of humanity for the first time and experiencing empathy and looking over at a woman who is aged next to her and telling her, you're so beautiful. I was like, oh, Barbie? Barbie? You're sweet. Also, the costumes, the set designs, perfect. My only critique is it felt a little random for Dua Lipa to be in there for some reason. I know that there were other, like Issa Rae was in it, um, Hari Neff was in it, but for some reason Dua Lipa felt like a jump scare every time I saw her. But besides that, I loved the movie. I loved it so much that I'm considering just buying it and then being able to rewatch it. I can see it being a nice movie to have on in the background or to sit down and watch every so often. Beach Bunny asked if you weren't named Lexi, what name would you pick? I love that Lexi's a nickname for Alexandra, and I do like being called Alexandra. So honestly, without Lexi, I think I would love Alexandra more regularly. I think Lexi's very fitting for me, though. Esme Diaries wants to know, favorite go-to lunch at the moment? Earth Cafe's Caravan Kale Salad. Taylor Hender asked, how do I meet LA boys not on Hinge? I was at a cafe the other day, a couple weeks ago, and a man came up to me, and we exchanged numbers, and we've gone on a couple dates. So that happened in real life. Um, I met someone on Raya, but that's just another app. Of course, mutual friends. Run Club 
oh my god, come to Run Club. There are so many hotties there. And the first time you go, you go up in the front where the the man who's leading it is. And he's like, is it your first time? All right, now, if you're single, raise your hand. So you raise your hand. When TK did it, she had to go on the microphone and say, like, hi, I'm Taylor, and I'm single. So it's definitely a way to meet people. Do that. Come to Run Club. Kat wants to know, how do I stop getting attached to losers so quickly? Oh, my goodness. It's It happens to the best of us. Yeah, we need to raise your self-esteem. That's not okay. I have friends that I would wish I could pound them over the head and be like, raise your standards, raise your standards, because you should be getting asked out. You should be getting taken out. You should be getting swooned and and adored. So I think it it takes finding someone that will treat you right and not settling for anything less. Within communication, if someone just wants to hit you up late at night and you're looking to be taken out on a date, don't answer the late night texts. When someone says, what are you up to? Say, I'm taking it easy tonight, but what are you up to this week? I'd love to get dinner. So you're setting the precedent for what you're expecting. I could go on about this, but we'll leave it there for now. Audrey wants to know if I have a journaling routine right now. Love the podcast. It's so soothing. Thank you. Can I get nerdy on you for a second? I've had the same journal for years. I always repurchase the same notebook. Every time I run out, I get a four-pack at Muji. And when I came to Los Angeles, there aren't Mujis here for some reason. And I figured, okay, I'm sure I can find like a different one. So I got this cute little notebook that's completely different from my normal style of notebook that I have. Like it's smaller, it's hard bound, or it's hardcover. It's more tightly bound. I can't like bend it all the way backwards. And it's just not what I'm looking for. So that became a diary exclusively, whereas my journaling routine was to have one stack of paper bound in a notebook, so like one notebook, for a chunk of time. And every single notebook, I would write the date that it began on the cover. And then when I finished the last page, I would write that date. And so then when I'm looking through my notebooks, I can see, oh, this is September 2022 through January of 2023. And I was able to find similar notebooks to the Muji ones at a gift shop on Abbott Kinney. So I purchased three of those. Now I'm back in that doing one journal for one chunk of time. So for example, the first page is my priorities in terms of career, trying to brainstorm a list of which ones I want to put most of my energy into, and then little to-do list, and just putting on paper career goals of mine. And then I have an outline for a podcast, I have a diary entry, I have another outline for a podcast. So it just, it can be more work than it is diary, but I did have one diary entry in this notebook. I only started this notebook a couple days ago, so. This works for me, however, I can also see people wanting to categorize their journals based on topic rather than time. I don't mind going back and trying to figure out something that I was doing in October of 2020. I can find the journal for that. But similarly, if you wanted to have all of your work ideas in one place and all of your diary entries and gratitude list manifestation in something else, I could see that being nice as well. I 
can see since I do have a diary. I just had a diary entry in this because I didn't have my diary with me. But I could see this being more career and then keeping the diary for more private things. That's my routine at the moment. Annabelle wants to know, how do you stay motivated to meet deadlines even if you feel like you need rest? Unpopular opinion, get a good night's sleep. You're useless without a good night's sleep. My mom always told me that. Whenever I'd be working on a project into the wee hours in the morning, she'd say, like, just go to bed, get some sleep. The one thing I would do before I go to sleep is write down a list or a breakdown of all that I need to get done because oftentimes if I'm in a stressed or overwhelmed headspace, I will know that I have a lot of things to do, but I won't actually be able to see the amount clearly until I put it onto paper, and oftentimes it's far less than I thought. This was happening to me earlier when I was like, you know, I have my normal things to do during the weekend when things get added to it. For example, okay, like you need to call your accountant, you need to call your financial advisor, you need to make the invitations for your mom's funeral, you need to make sure that you reach out to one of your mom's friends to get her other friend's numbers, like little tasks like that. I wasn't writing them down, and so I'm like, oh my god, I have hours and hours of things to do, when in reality, most of those things, those two calls and at least one of those texts, that'll take 15 minutes. Easy. And then I'm going to spend my whole week stressing out about something that I can get done in 15 minutes. So if you're trying to meet a deadline but you need rest, Google Calendar to avoid this. If you're down to the wire, sometimes you just need to power through. But the idea is to plan ahead so you don't need to do that ever again. But if you are in this place where you're like, okay, I, I this is, needs to be done in one or two days, go to sleep. Before you go to sleep, write down a list of everything you need to get done and then work on it throughout the next two days. But prioritize sleep. You're useless without it. Uh, A couple questions about my hair. So, Body Albert wants to know, do I feel different as a blonde or a brunette? Does it feel like it brings out a different side of me? Maya said, how's your new hair color treating you? It looks amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's nice to have the same hair color on my head that grows out of my head, which is sort of what point I got to I'm really not the type of person that has a certain life event occur and thinks I need a new hair color throughout my life I tend to go blonde every few years I've been blonde for a while at this point I think I've been blonde since 2020 I remember summer of 2020 I started putting lemon juice in my hair my friend and I started using sun in and by friend I mean my cousin but she is my friend And then it just got lighter and lighter, and I started soaking my head in different versions of sun in, and I raised my hair color to sort of copper, and then once salon started opening again, I went proper blonde, and then when I moved to LA, I had one of my friends make me a platinum blonde, and I was having fun with that, but I hated the maintenance, and then bleach really tells you when it's time to stop. Bleach tells you when you can't handle it anymore, and my hair started giving me the signs we've had enough because for a while it seemed pretty healthy but over time the hair just started to get drier and more frizzled so I went to a hairstylist and I said can you help me create like a middle stage and she just made my blonde look a lot better and put in some k18 did a little treatment I left a professional salon feeling better and then about two months later I went back to the salon 
and I had her put in a glaze and I went a little bit darker and then I was feeling so inspired by it that I just went and bought a demi-permanent dye myself and added that to my hair. And then over the weekend, I had some friends asking me, oh, did you go purple? Are you going like a little purple, pink, red? I was like, not on purpose, certainly not. And then a couple like, oh, it looks good. I'm like, that's not what I want. I want a light brown. I want light brown hair that matches my natural color. So last night I got a box dye and now I'm the closest to my natural hair color that I've been since that glaze. But between the glaze and the demi-permanent, every time I wash my hair, it got a little bit lighter and a different color started to show. And I think this brown that I got had some red undertones and I was not trying to have red, purple, pink hair. So how does it feel? It feels good, but I still feel like I'm in the process of getting it back. I think it'll feel really, really good when I have a full head of natural hair. That's gonna take a year or two or three or four or five. I don't know how long that's gonna take. Um, but it does feel nice. Do I feel different? I feel a little classier just because my blonde wasn't taken care of as well as I could have. It wasn't maintained as well as I could have. There are certain photos I look back on and I'm like, Ugh, you look so much better with brown hair. I don't know why. It's I had goggles on. There's also times where I felt like my hair looked pretty dark and then I look at photos and I'm like, you're absolutely a blonde. You thought you had like brownish hair. But then toxically, there's definitely points where I'll look at my hair and I'm like, oh, it'd be fun to be a blonde. But I just know that it's a lot. It's a lot. Eric wants to know what's my skincare routine. Hot take, I don't wash my face in the morning. I don't have a skincare routine in the morning. I just use a moisturizer with sunscreen. Call it a day. My skin doesn't need to be washed in the morning. And then at night, I cleanse and my cleanser takes off my makeup, so that's sort of one step. And then I use a moisturizer. And then once every four days, I use a liquid exfoliant, like an AHA, BHA. And then once every four days, I use a retinol. And I use the sandwich method because my skin is kind of sensitive. So I cleanse my face, use a moisturizer, put on the retinoid, and then put on a little bit more moisturizer. Also, I've been putting it on my hands as well because my hands are aged and I'd like to back that up a little bit. I've always had aged hands. I came out of the womb with aged hands, so if, if Tretinoin does a little something, I'll be grateful, but I'm not expecting anything. Isabella wants to know which Joan Didion book should I read first? You should read The Year Magical Thinking. Bella wants to know how to keep bright summer energy as the seasons change. I don't know. I, I like to try to cultivate this every single year and then I lose it. I think I have it because I'm such a summer girl and ugh, like I wish I even liked the fall but to me a lot of times fall I love September but by the time October leaves and the the days we have daylight savings in November I'm done. Once it starts getting dark I am so sad because I love staying out late and it's just a little more dangerous when the sun's down. I'm like already thinking of Run Club. Like, damn, it's going to be dark, dark, dark. Like, Run Club starts at 6.30. The sun's setting at 4.35. I'm going to be running in the black. Like, 
the whole point is that it works so well because we're running during sunset. We're running on the beach in sunset. I don't know. I don't know. This is a problem I suffer with. How to keep the bright summer energy as the seasons change? Ugh, it's a mystery. Wendell Bean wants to know what are your favorite conversation topics with someone that you don't know? So recently on one of the episodes, two, two episodes ago maybe, one of you asked me, a variation of the dinner table question, which is, you know, who are five people that are alive that you would love to sit down and have a dinner party with? I was asked by one of you, who are people that I would take a road trip with? So I've been presenting that to everyone now. I'm like, you're in a five-car sedan. You're on an eight-hour drive. You get to pick where everyone's sitting. It's not a big car. You get five seats. Who are they? And it's so fun. I asked this after Run Club. And everyone was getting into it, you know, like, okay, I want Drake, but he's going to be sitting shotgun. I'll be driving. Some people are like, I don't want to drive. What if I crash? And then I'm killing these people. We got Taylor Swift, Lana Del Rey, Chelsea Handler, Larry David, Jennifer Lawrence, Kris Jenner. Who are other people that we got? Jimmy Fallon, Dolly Parton, Steve Martin. I think it's an amazing conversation piece. It's great if you know someone or if you don't. It really gets people's mind going. And then there's little debates because it's like, do you think that they would actually be fun in the car? Or do you think that they would just be headphones in, answering emails, or scrolling on Instagram and not wanting to participate? Maybe they'd be a high-maintenance passenger. They'd need to pee a lot. Maybe they get car sick. There's so much to consider. Isabella wants to know... Oh, she also asked about the Joan Didion book. My favorite Thanksgiving side dish, I'll say it, I love cranberry sauce, if made correctly. It's the most fun accent to the whole plate. Noelle asked, listen to your head or your heart when making decisions. I mean, you know what I'm going to say, listen to your heart. But your head should be considered. Key Menlos asked for my thoughts on scuba diving. I want to be a mermaid, okay? I don't want to go that deep with all that equipment. I know it's the closest thing we can get, but can we can we do better? That, those are my thoughts on scuba diving. <laughs> Nina asked for my drink of choice at the moment. I'm loving a blended green tea boba. I don't know if you meant alcoholic, but alcohol, I'm starting to phase out. There's a lot of like sober or sober curious people in Los Angeles, and I can't imagine going out at night and not drinking. I associate daytime social activities with sobriety, and I associate nighttime social activities with drinking and drugs. I know it doesn't have to be that way, but if I'm going out and I'm going to a party, I can't imagine having fun at a party. This is toxic, I suppose, for lack of a better term. That's such a trite term, but there's, I don't, I can't think of another one right now, or I'd have to really sit. I digress. Going out at a party... This all stemmed from Lexi J. <laughs> Let's back it up. Lexi J was making a video on TikTok. She's been killing the TikTok game lately. Also, she's the only other Lexi I've met that I like. She made a TikTok talking about her best anti-aging tips. She's only 29, but I guess she does look baby for 29. And she said in one of them, she doesn't drink. I'm like, don't I? you go out, right? Like, how do you go out and not drink? I don't understand I don't think I'd want to be around drunk people 
But then a lot of people in LA who aren't drinking, they're smoking where they've taken some mushrooms, which I would not want to go out to a party after smoking. Maybe mushrooms, but mushrooms feel too sacred. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out if I want to take a break from drinking, I don't know how to take a break from drinking without also taking a break from going out. So if you do that, if you've made the switch, how did you do that? Because I think a lot of the people that are doing this never really drank much in the first place. But I'm like, if I'm not drinking, I want to do something else. Like, you're not going to catch me sober at 4,100. But I don't know. There are some people that do it. It's, And I don't need to be hammered, but, like, I don't know. Maybe I'll just drink less. I think I've had too many nights where I'm drinking, like, four or five drinks. And I'd love to bring it down to, like, one or two. We can work on that. Maybe I'll just babysit a drink all night. Thank you for listening to my stream of consciousness. Breeze in the trees, Max. I love Max. Uh, what are things that make you feel the most present? To have nothing in my hands and just look at something makes me feel super present. So if I'm sitting on the ground and I'm just looking at a tree, I feel very, very present because I always feel like I have something in my hands, like my phone's in my hands or it's near me or I have a pen or a drink or a snack, like having nothing in my hands to distract me makes me feel very present. Also kissing makes me feel super present. I'm like, I'm not anywhere else. We're right here. Two very different answers, but those are the first two to come to my head. And then, oh, my friend asked me falling out with a best friend advice. Having a falling out with a best friend sucks. I've had a few of these in my life and God, they linger. It takes time to get over them, but most people have their hands in a few different friend groups and lean on ones that aren't really associated with this best friend that you're having a falling out with. There's so many beautiful people in this world that make fantastic friends and though you've lost one, and we'll say it's like to the point of no return, there are more friends to be made with love to be shared and instead of trying to be in the same space as this person you've had a falling out with really try to give yourself space mute them on social media you have to treat it like a breakup or block them something of the sort whatever makes most sense for you and try not to get advice or feedback or updates from your mutual friends because that's almost more painful. Like I had a falling out with a friend and we shared a mutual best friend. There was one point that we were both living in New York and my friend came and stayed a few days with me and then stayed a few days with her, almost like we were divorced parents. And she would try to like talk about the friend with me and I'm like, I need to just pretend this girl doesn't exist because she's not a part of my life. I'm now not really friends with either girl, but that was hard for a while. You almost need to to really separate yourself to find some peace because it's so painful and I'm so sorry this is happening to you. E. Gibsby wants to know, do you have siblings or not and how has that changed you? I don't have siblings. I'm an only child. I always wanted siblings. My mom had type 1 diabetes and a failing pancreas and kidneys growing up, which is a whole other layer to her passing of a heart attack it's it's because I'm like wait but you were healthy now like you were sick my whole life and then 
she had a transplant when I was, uh, you can tell that I'm still very much grieving and processing this and I'm so sorry, but like siblings, obviously we would share a mom and it's natural that this is coming up, but my mom was sick for so much of my life. And then finally in 2013, when I was in high school, she, we got a call from the hospital that she was off the transplant list and she got new kidneys and a new pancreas and she was healthy. And so I finally started to get to experience my mom as a healthy person. But because she was so sick, it was already super risky for her to have me. Her doctors were already like, please don't get pregnant. Please do not have a child. Live your healthy life like best you can because it's going to be bad for you and bad for the child. Somehow we both made it out and I was perfectly healthy. Obviously, I'm not having these chats with my parents growing up about how sick my mom was. I knew she was sick, but my poor mom must have had her heart broken every time her one child that it's a miracle she made it out alive with no health issues is like, I want a sibling. I want a sibling. I don't want to be an only child when you were too sick to even have her and it's a miracle that it worked, let alone have a second go at it. But I didn't know that. So I feel bad about that, but I didn't know I wish I had siblings. I always took on friends as siblings. I loved playing siblings with people. (laughs) One of my best friends, Tyler, and I growing up, we would go everywhere together. And we would just be so obvious, thinking we were being so slick. We'd be in Best Buy while my dad was getting, I don't know, something. And we would walk around the aisles being like, brother, where are you? And he's like, sister, I'm over here. (laughs) No siblings ever refer to themselves that way. Um, He did have siblings, but he wanted to be my brother. I know. I know that I was way better than his brother and sister. They were my next-door neighbors growing up. Uh, I'm just kidding. They're fabulous. (laughs) But I always wanted to have siblings, and I'm sure I have only child tendencies, but a lot of people with siblings tell me that I don't have only child energy, and I always find that flattering because I'm like, oh, you don't think I'm selfish and spoiled? Because I probably am. What's your favorite body part and why? This is from Ruby Cato. I was just thinking about this today. Funny you ask. I love my legs. I love my legs. I love them. I adore them. They're long and lean and toned. Just naturally, I think it's just my body type. Um, I am active, but it's like other body parts don't necessarily reflect that. And whenever I have my legs out, because right now I'm in very much of a Princess Diana active wear outfit where I have mid-calf socks, sneakers, biker shorts, and a crew neck. Walking out of the coffee shop this morning with my iced tea with my legs just in the sun felt so good and I feel so much better with my legs out than wearing baggy pants or pants. I love my legs. I love them. (laughs) On that note, let's wrap up this podcast. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. If you like this episode, Share it on social media, post on your Instagram, talk about it on TikTok. One day, maybe I'll record this on video. I think that that would really help for marketing purposes, but I just love talking to you. I love it being like a little phone call, but maybe with a video, it'll feel like a FaceTime. We'll see. We'll see. I'm stubborn, okay? But I try my best. Other than that, I'll talk to you guys later. XOXO, Lexi. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. 
Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.